Welcome to Technovation. I'm your host, Peter High. My guest today is Sanjeev Sahu. Sanjeev is the Executive Vice President and Chief Digital Officer of Ingram Micro, a $54 billion revenue leader in technology and supply chain services with 170,000 customers across 1,500 brands globally. As CDO, Sanjeev and his team are focused on driving value through digital technology, digital operations, and digital marketing. He refers to the combination as global digital solutions. I look forward to having him discuss the key components of value-driven development. Sanjeev joined Ingram Micro a little more than a year ago, and previously he was a technology executive at XPO Logistics and at E-Trade. Sanjeev, welcome to Technovation. It's great to speak with you today. Thank you, Peter. Uh, it's my pleasure to be here. Always excited to talk to you. Uh, I feel the same way. I'm grateful that you would you would uh, take this time with me and looking forward to our conversation as always. Well, Sanjeev, um, you are the uh, Executive Vice President and uh, Chief Digital Officer of Ingram Micro. And I wonder if you could take just a quick moment for those who may be less familiar with the business to explain Ingram Micro's business in your own words. Absolutely. Ingram Micro is actually the business behind the world's largest brands in technology. We are about a $54 billion revenue technology distributor. Uh, we operate in more than 61 countries. You know, We have more than 170,000 customers and we support more than 1,500 brands. So, and we actually, which these brands touch you know, almost 90% of the world population. So uh, with hardware, software. So overall, you know, Ingram Micro is the backbone behind all these brands in technology distribution you know, across the world. Extraordinary, the scale and the reach, as you say. Uh, I, I mentioned you're the chief digital officer. Talk a bit about your purview in that role. Yeah, it's interesting. I get this question a lot, Peter, about Chief Digital Office and what we are doing here. I think the, the role and my job is primarily working on the digital strategy and improve on the customer experience, the employee experience, partner experience, and really figure out how we can actually make that better. And it's not only just in the lens of technology, but also in the lens of value. How do we create tangible value you know, through the digital strategy, which is actually a part of the business strategy as well. How do you figure out we keep on doing it, you know, over and over again and take the organization towards the level? So my role encompasses all from digital tech to digital operations to digital marketing, you know, change management, everything encompassed together. You know, we call it global digital solutions. And this is the group that is really creating the solutions for our customers, partners, and employees uh, to take us forward. That's exciting. Uh, clearly, that puts you in the driver's seat of a lot of change and a lot of innovation on behalf of your, your uh, customers. Talk a bit about this uh, creating of tangible value. You mentioned earlier the scale of this business, 170,000 customers, 1,500 brands, 90% of the world's population touched by uh, your extended network, in essence, through the customers that you serve. Uh, talk a bit about the role that digital plays in this context and, and its evolution as far as, you, as you, you see it. Absolutely, Peter. The first mistake that a lot of people think digital is about technology and technology only. I think digital is not just about technology. In fact, it starts with, I call it digital is about people and human. It starts with the spirit. And we have to really create that DNA in the organization and look everything from the lens of a chief value officer. That's why I call it chief value officer. Let's talk about this. Many times you will see digital has been called out as we build a you know AI algorithm, 
we build us application or a customer experience. But when you look at actual results of the company, how is it actually impacting the PNL or the books or the EBITDA? Or how can you measure that this truly give incremental value creation to the business? Not only in terms of PR or not only in terms of you know, building a shiny tech. So shiny tech is pointless if you really do not have the business value. The way we define in the value creation is it comes in two ways. You have to focus on the customer and the customer journey, figure out how we can serve our customers better, create the single pane of glass in this industry for so that they can come in and view everything together because in distribution, it has a lot of, it's like an ecosystem. You have to bring all the information together make that experience very seamless, intuitive. And when you focus on the customer, transaction happens. Sometimes we want to focus on transaction. So we move from a transaction to an interaction. Similar thing we do for our employees and partners. And when we do that, Peter, we actually have initiatives mapped out where we figure out what was before and after and have a financial model to actually tangibly measure with data, how you are actually adding value so that when you look at a business purview or a business context in terms of your revenue growth, EBITDA, margin, you can say, okay, this is how digital or this technology or the platform or the systems or the new experience have contributed. When you, when you start with that lens, which I call it value-driven development, then you will see the world in a very different way. I call it always, Peter, innovation or transformation first, and adoption later or second doesn't work anymore. You have to really go hand in hand with creating an operating model that as technology is maturing, you can actually operate and change the business model and see the returns. The moment you do that, it creates that you know, inertia in the organization, that spirit and DNA to truly, truly drive digital, not about talking that we are digital, then you become a truly digital organization. And talk a bit about Sanjeev, if you would. Uh, you, know, you run a digital organization within your own major organization, uh, and you are also working with this ecosystem of, of customers and other major major companies uh, it, that are part of your, your broader network. Um, to what extent uh, do you see this as modeling these behaviors internally and then taking them externally? Uh, 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 talk a bit about the symbiosis between internal practices and external practices, if you would. Absolutely. I think a lot of our customers or resellers in technology world is looking for their own digital transformation. So which means modernization of technology, architecture, they're looking at solutions, they're looking at services, they're looking migration of the cloud, you know, they're looking at how do you actually take, you know, build experience solutions. And what we do is we are actually providing, you know, the software, hardware, cloud, subscriptions, you know, everything to support the journey of our end customers, you know, digital transformation as well. You know, we are the partner and we actually make them realize the promise of technology. And what happens is that what we do internally and how we practice digital transformation is actually helps us to also set an example or also give that, you know, any, any knowledge or advice to our partners or share that also learn from each other. I think one organization cannot know it all. And what happens to the ecosystem is there are certain things our customers are asking us what the challenges they are facing so we can learn from that. There are certain things we have expertise in this organization with many, many years of technology knowledge 
that they can actually bring to the table about solving complex problems. So it's a knowledge sharing with each other. But going back to the digital transformation, you know, and I, I call it, I think the digital transformation world is kind of like, in my opinion, personal humble two cents. It's that because we have been transforming all the time, 10 years, 20 years ago. What is very important that I told Peter before is how do we create operating value with digital technology as technology matures? How do we create that operational value? So it requires an operational spirit. So what we are doing is and Ingram is really creating that operational spirit and you know, bringing. So in, in our digital organization also, we have technology leaders, we have business leaders working together as a part of this group. Uh, somebody, leaders who know Ingram Micro for a long time, they know the partners, customers really well, and bringing in some new talent to mesh with them also to really create that solution. So by doing that, we are learning. We are learning how to navigate complex systems. We are learning how to you know, modernize our you know, technology, but it's not just technology. I call it the four components that are the key principles for having an effective digital you know, transformation or an operation. Number one is creating the spirit and evangelizing the concept in the whole organization. So design thinking, customer journey, it helps a lot. So whenever a customer or others tell me, how are you evangelizing this? I talk about this whole design thinking approach, bringing everybody together and say, how can we solve this problem? That's number one. The second is planning. Uh, we all have many things to do, you know, and the world is moving at a much faster pace. Every organization has so many, many things to do. But we have to plan and making sure that, okay, this is our plan, this is our vision, and go forward to, with that plan. So planning is very, very important. The third thing is where technology comes in is the architecture and modernization for infinite scale and to pivot. So bringing in your machine learning, data, AI, cloud, microservices, how you can architect such a way that you have your legacy, but you can actually take that legacy you know, and make an encapsulate that and build experience layers on top of it to really improve your customer experience and partner experience. We call it becoming an experience-driven organization. That's very, very important right now. You know? And the last is governance, you know, really focusing on the value, 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 like, and measuring it on a monthly or an ongoing basis, figuring out which initiatives are working, which is not. Where are you seeing the funnel leaking? what is contributing more operating income or EBITDA and what is not. So you can actually operationalize this with a concept of you are actually running the business. So those are the four lessons that, uh, Peter, we have learned, which, which I always share with whoever asks me about digital transformation. I, I like that. Thank you for explaining the sequence of them and the way it all works together. I think that's really fascinating. But part of that, presumably, Sanjeev, suggests a real cultural change necessary to bring this to life. And I wonder if you could talk a little, little bit about how you have gone about taking existing employees who've operated in different ways prior to the establishment of this vision and both uh, securing their buy-in, but also changing behaviors necessary to drive the outcomes that you've described. Um, in many cases, that might be easier said than done. I'd be interested in your perspectives on how that's done. Absolutely, Peter. The biggest obstacle or the block for a digital transformation or journey is the mindset, is, is completely the cultural transformation of the mindset. This is the biggest message because a lot of people, you know, uh, people do not want to come out of their comfort zone. And history actually plays a devil because if you know that you have been, something is working in a specific way for a long time, 
and you know the industry, then you do not want to change. So it's really hard sometimes. And uh, one of the things to navigate is very important is, it, I call it evangelism, that you have to show the art of possible and not focus on the art of impossible. You have to show an approach with the spirit of how we can help our employees because today employee experience will create customer experience and partner experience. So first focus on the employees and figuring it out, what are the pain points? How can we actually make your job easier? How can we actually help you serve our customers better? better? So if you look at that angle and start with that, you actually have a much better approach than coming with an automation theory about we'll automate everything, digitize everything, and people you know get very worried. So one of the approaches, and, and I'm thankful with that great culture that Ingram has, like everybody wants to change, wants to improve, and great support from our CEO and everybody, you know, executive team, that we have been really, really focused on the value creation and coming together. Today, we are a unified team, and the design thinking helped a lot. And then also, I feel communication is another important thing, Peter. Like every little thing you have to communicate, spend the time in communication, spend the time in town halls, spend the time in you know explaining a concept 50 times, even though it's repetitive. As a leader, you know, we have to really, really take the time to create that culture and expand it. And, and I call it, you have to be very compassionate when you are driving change. One of my favorite things that I tell my teams is, Communicate with compassion, but execute with passion. You have to approach with a sense of empathy and compassionate and understand that, hey, we are here because of ABC. Do not challenge that, but focus on where we can go if we join hands, not focus on what, why we are here. And it's really important that you have that lingo and methodology because then you have to bring that you know, uh, together. The last thing I will say, Peter, is in every organization, you have to understand the DNA. There is an informal communication network. So basically, there are pockets of influencers who are there in the organization who really drive the change in organization. As a leader of a digital journey, you have to figure out where those hubs are and who are they and really start talking to them, understanding them, and you have to win over them. And once you start winning over some of these influencers, then what happens? It cascades that energy and change throughout the broader organization. So it's very important that you also have to understand how to maneuver with empathy, perspective, understand the informal communication network, and make a vision that people can relate to. So the art of storytelling is extremely important. So those are some of the things, Peter, that I personally, you know, did to actually navigate in our digital vision and journey at Ingram. That's great. And I know, Sanjeev, from our past conversations, the part of the ingre- another ingredient is hiring great talent from outside the organization who in many ways know what good looks like, perhaps for the destination that you envision. And you've uh, uh, confided in me in our recent conversations about how you've actually been pretty successful in bringing people over from some of the greatest technology organizations and uh, providing a compelling narrative as to why they should be leaving those sort of gold standards of of digital uh, digital native organizations to join a large complex uh, organization like your own. Talk a bit about some of the strategies in in making the compelling case as to why this is the next logical step in their career journeys. I think, Peter, that's an excellent point because talent 
is a very key uh, talent is hard these days you know to attract right talent uh, it's not easy uh, for me you know i think talent is key and spending the time to actually invest in recruiting talent and retaining talent in my mind should be one of the top of mind for every single leader right now uh, when when you went out to build a team and what i did was i understood what are the skills we have from the distribution perspective and we also needed fresh perspective from being able to move faster for example data you know is an important aspect we want to move faster on machine learning ai we want to architect cloud architectures we want to really have a more product approach you know and platform approach for our company and we looked into you know the you know where where this talent lies some of this talent that we hire from the bigger tech companies is purely talking talking about hey what are we doing lot of time you know several discussions with them convincing them about the vision because true leaders love a vision they get attracted to a vision yes everything is important but they want to see a large transformation and a vision which they could relate to and our platform journey it, it was attracted to them and what i call is a concept of forget about the titles be your own ceo you come here and take the ownership of everything little thing that you do so that combination of a great culture ingram has with our scale you know of such massive scale with the vision that that we had it was important for us to you know all of this played in a part in attracting the talent and it's also you know you you have to attract talent retain talent also so and i call this uh, peter to my team you you can ask them i call it don't limit your challenges but challenge your limits sometimes you will have these hidden gems in your teams who can actually do much more but we never push them you know and give them the opportunity so it's very important to as you are hiring talent also motivate people and give them the opportunity to actually step up and they can do much more better so overall that has been that has been uh, the principle but boils down to the same thing communication peter like evangelizing our vision communicating what we are doing creating excitement if as a leader i am not the talent magnet or passionate about what we are doing you cannot attract leaders who are passionate to come and work with you so it's very important i tell my leaders also that you should be so passionate that every single day you come to work and love what you do then you haven't worked a single day then people will come to love to come and work with you and enjoy so i like that what a what a compelling uh, uh, way to way, way to articulate that uh, sanjeev i i wanted to ask you also you know as you look to the to the future what are some of the trends that particularly excite you that are beginning to make their way uh, onto your road map i think there are two things i will say you know uh, peter that to be successful for any digital uh, you know transformation or digital journey focus on technology enough and only technology is not going to cut it anymore like the companies are really really looking at the complete business model transformation and how do you marry the actual business side with technology from day one so we started this concept of dg ops and which is we we have heard of devops secops dev secops but nobody has talked about dg ops how do you operationalize a digital because digital was viewed as either a technology function or some cases a marketing function but when how to make this a true mainstream business function that is extremely important because you want your initiatives to generate value and your value means that you are actually seeing those dollars coming in your balance sheets or your results now how do you do that so really creating that operating arm 
for your digital uh, operations who can really take the technology that you are building and operationalize it, create more customer value, bring in you know either customer atten- uh, acquisition, retention, drive share of wallet, organic revenue is extremely important. This in my mind is one of the gaps that why most of the digital transformations fail because you're not matching the technology to the business. You are doing some pockets here and there and then you're figuring it out how to adopt, how to work together and how to actually make it actually occur, not like a shiny tech, but actually true value. So that's number one. Number two, I think there's more and more that using machine learning, artificial intelligence, the whole persona-based experience and getting into the more ecosystem such a way that we could leverage all the great technology that we are doing and fetch data together, massage it, personalize it and creating a very customized experience for our customers is going to be super critical because more and more our customers are changing. Even B2C uh, is impacting behavior in the B2B world. So everybody expects that amazing experience, self-service, you know, uh, persona-based, customized, easy-to-use experience. I think that's going to be the trend right now where you will see more and more experience level applications you know, you know, co- coming along. And that is powered by machine learning, AI, and do that. And, and the last thing is data. A lot of companies talk about data. Everybody talks about data. Everybody has data. But how do you make data as a product? How do you actually make data as an intelligence and make predictive, descriptive, and truly you know, live with it, truly become a data-driven organization? That is very, very important. I think that is going to be, uh, you know, data has huge opportunity you know, to actually do that and actually encapsulate your legacy with the new platforms you're building because data can build that bridge, you know, and with the data and the cloud can really build that bridge between so that you can move faster as an organization. Yeah, very very well said. Um, I wanted to also ask you, Sanjeev, um, as somebody who has risen to an executive role at a, at a organization of consequence, not your first chief role either, I might add, um, what are some of the secrets to your success as you reflect on your career to date? I'm wondering if a younger member of your team were to come to you and and suggest they wanted to have a comparable career to your own, walk in your footsteps. What have been some of the difference makers along the way that you would confide in others uh, if if they, they they wish to emulate at least some some modicum of the success that you've had? Uh, yeah, absolutely, Peter. I think the number one thing I have had ups and downs, many failures, rejections, and it's not been an easy path, right? Because everybody goes through this and and success means different, different eyes. So number one thing, Peter, is we got to be always willing to learn and learn every single day. You know, I'm a self-critic, you know, like every single day I think about how can I do better inside my mind and how can I actually improve? You know, obviously everybody, and I have changed over the years, you know, many things have changed me. And, and off late recently, I focus on, you know, an important aspect. How can I learn from my employees? You know, God has given us two years, you know, and one mouth. So I have to listen more to the employees more than reading books. I learn a lot from listening to employees and people and customers and reading books. Be always willing to learn more, you know, every single day and improve better. Don't be, don't be stagnant. The third thing is, Peter, I know I never thought something is impossible. And when somebody says we cannot do it, you should take it as an opportunity. So every challenge is an opportunity. So instead of limiting our challenges, I try to keep challenge my limits. Can I do this? Can I do this? If I do A, I'll say, hey, can I do A plus B? 
if I get to A plus B, can I do A plus B plus C? And I've seen that if you do that, everything else follows in your life and you don't have to wait for something. It follows in your life. And obviously there is, there'll be some situations where organizations won't value you. There'll be some situations where people won't value you, but we have to learn from them. It's called perspective. You know, if I look at, you know, an object from this side, you know, it looks different color than the other side, but we have to put in other shoes and be empathetic and, and understand their perspective is very important. So uh, other thing is that it's a drive to actually take it more than a job, Peter, but actually a passion. So uh, a lot of the times we come in as a job and I come in as a, if this is a way and I don't, I have many, many imperfections, many things to learn. I'm learning every day, a lot of, you know, uh, things that I could do better, but the skill that I have is to contribute through technology and digital and business skills. If I can take it as a passion to contribute something to this world by creating value creation to these companies, which are serving 90, 80, 90% of the world population or other companies, I see it as an opportunity for me to do something meaningful and focus on impact. You know, So every single day, if you can have a checklist about, hey, I made some positive impact, then day becomes month, month becomes year, then you can figure out, okay, I am I really feel good from inside that I'm making an impact. That, so those are very, very important. So to summarize, Peter, yes, you know, there's, I would say the, the younger generation who is coming out in, in this you know, field is really look beyond technology. You know, be your own CEO. Don't just box yourself being in a technologist. Understand business. Understand business acumen. Keep on challenging yourself so that you can actually do. You will be amazed what you can do if you push yourselves. You know, and then attitude is very important more than aptitude. So have the right attitude, the humility to actually collaborate with people. And if you're really good, you know, and people will actually recognize that and take you further. So that's very important. And again, it's not that I have learned this from day one. I have made many mistakes, Peter. I have learned so much. There are several things I could have done better in my career. You know, I know I regret, but that's okay. That's how we learn. We fall down and learn. But if today I have to give that advice, that's what I'll tell this generation. Really like that, Sanjeev. Thank you so much for encapsulating that so so uh, nicely. Well, Sanjeev Sahu, uh, thank you for joining me today on Technovation, sharing a variety of perspectives on the future you envision at, a, at Ingram Micro, the great work that you are, you and your team are, are driving, uh, this broad ecosystem that you are impacting, and uh, many different uh, lessons from across uh, your experience, both here and prior. It's been a, a great conversation. Thank you, Peter. Appreciate you having me. You know, I really appreciate that.